Nurses and Hypochondriacs, the podcast that brings nurse experts, patients, and hypochondriacs together to discuss hot topics in healthcare. And here is your host, Ercilia Pompilio. You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound, a dimension of sight, a dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance. A land of ideas, a land of fears. You've just crossed over to the Momo Zone. What exactly is the Momo Challenge? It's the latest in a string of suicide challenges plaguing children's YouTube cartoons. Some say it's a hoax, others say it really happened to their kids. Who knows what the truth is? Momo is the face of a creepy little girl with the body of a chicken. And she's telling kids to do weird things that may harm themselves. In my opinion, why can't this Momo challenge chick tell kids to do things that are productive? Like, hey, make your bed in the morning before you go to school or whatever. Hey, brush your teeth. Or, hey, make sure to wash your hands after you go to the bathroom and then you rub them in your eyes and get conjunctivitis. I mean, that's just for me, a pediatric nurse practitioner, because I'm sick and tired of this conjunctivitis thing, okay? Wash your hands. It's contagious. Anyway, got a great episode for everyone today. Yep, we're going to be talking about this Momo challenge. We have two, two very funny moms coming on who both have podcasts. One is uh, Sherry Harper. The other one is Mary Catherine Fleming. Word to the wise, you want to listen to this episode until the very end. We do take you into a funky twilight zone. My interesting rabbit hole, of course, with a wild, wild story. So you want to pay attention and listen until the end where we reveal what Momo really is trying to tell people. Nurse Backpack is a free mobile app designed to help nurses and nursing students manage both their credentials and careers. The app is awesome and very easy to use. You take a photo of your credentials, licenses, immunizations, and other documents, and it's all stored on a secure cloud-based server. The app allows you to set up two different expiration date reminders so you can get a notification on your phone before anything ever expires. Nurse Backpack will even build a resume package for you. If you input your work history and specialties, then the app will package everything together into a professional PDF for you to send to anyone, allowing you to apply to your dream job with one click of a button. With Nurse Backpack, you never have to worry about losing another document, missing a shift due to expired licenses, or keeping track of all the paperwork. The app does it all for you. Click the link in the description at the end of this podcast to download the app for free today. All right, welcome to the show, ladies. This is Nurses and Hypochondriacs. Welcome, Sherry Harper and Mary Catherine. MK. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, so what is up with this Momo thing? I mean, I was at work yesterday. I don't have any kids, but I've been a nurse practitioner, I don't know, since God, right? <laughs> <laughs> or a pediatric nurse since God for many years now. And I'm at work. I'm going to lunch. I just saw like 100 kids in four hours who all had upper respiratory crap going on, literally crap coming out of their rears. Nice. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Diarrhea. It's like, 
you know, knee deep in flu season and germs. And I'm going on my break. And she comes to me and she's like, have you heard of Momo? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, again, have you heard of Momo? Just like that. And I'm like, what the? And she's like, Google it. (laughs) And I was like, okay. So I Google it. And there's this weird face that pops up. And I'm like, what is that? She's like, I know. Press the button. And I'm like, what are you talking about? No. She's like, press the button. Press play. See what happens. And I'm like, I'm not going to press play. What? I know. I was like, why would you say yes to that? Why would you say yes to that? No, I just was like, I'm not going to press the button. This is freaking me out. This picture. What is this? And she's like, go to YouTube. So he went on YouTube. There's nothing. There's nothing. It's washed. Like they washed it out on YouTube. So what is this Momo thing? I mean, I did my research. Mary Catherine, you've got the kids. Yeah. I got little kids and I'll say this. My kids are not allowed to watch YouTube. I'm thrilled to know YouTube actually yeah. gives a shit about Momo since they clearly don't care about the pedophiles that are on there <laughs> constantly you. commenting. So it's good to know that YouTube is engaged in something. So <laughs> I thought, man, Momo has got to be like, this got to be big and bad and serious. Because, I mean, this is the thing. YouTube literally does nothing about pedophiles. I have a problem with that. My kids are right. not one of those moms that's like, you're not allowed to have screen time. But I'm like, we have Roku. And if there's a Roku app, you may use it. If YouTube is not on that list. You will not get a screen for any reason because I don't want you on YouTube. I feel that strongly about it. So whatever, that Momo must be terrible if it made YouTube get off its ass and give a shit. So I'm, I'm looking and I, and honestly, it's nothing. On, the, the, as far as I'm looking into it, I'm like, it's a scary picture for sure. I lived in Japan for four years. That is a country that breeds scary shit. And I say that <laughs> lovingly. Like all of their anime and everything that like, the, one of the, 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 the visual thing that I remember the most was a kid's cartoon. And it was a bear that had these big claws. And whenever the parents would leave the room, it would maul the little girl that owned it. And what? it was terrifying. It's like she lived in fear of this. T- and, it's, and, it's, and it's cute. Everything about this is so cute until the bear comes out and it's like, ha! Ah! <laughs> Oh and like, oh and, but that's but this is a little kids cartoon in Japan. So there's a lot about in 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 the culture that is like, wow. As an outside observer, it can be like that is really terrifying. And they're like, but it's so cute for ninety eight percent of it. I'm like, but I can't get over that two percent. I feel like yeah. like so the Momo got like that picture that you saw is is from an exhibit right. in a museum. And it, about a Japanese ode to horror. So like, great, congratulations. You're doing what YouTube won't do. And that's talk about the scary things in your culture. That's amazing. Go teach YouTube. At the same time, like, it, it, has anyone died from this? No. So it's an yeah. internet hoax. It's one of those things parents get really worried about in one room. Like, what are we going to do about Momo? While the kids <laughs> watching YouTube in the other room on a screen unsupervised, actually learning how to build a pipe bomb and molest them. Thank you. Thank you very much, MK. I mean, here's, okay, so the, it it is an exhibit in Japan, okay? So it's like this weird face on the body of a chicken, okay? Yeah. So I'm getting the name of the... Which, by the way, is way less scary than the bear that, like, falls you. Yeah. (laughs) Once you look at it, you're just like... um, you know, you're just like, oh, well, it's not that bad. It almost looks like, 
that I spy character. I mean, you know, Cher, you're, you're like, you guys are like around my era. So um, I'm coming up on a birthday now. So do you remember that I spy character with the long eyes? You know, those, those comic books. It kind oh, of yeah. Like that. Yeah. I can, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So, okay. So, so what they're saying then is that they're trying to look for the name of the artist here in my notes. I have tons of notes, but go ahead, Sherry. So I, from what I researched, because I had never heard of it either. Um, so they're saying that supposedly this is tucked into certain videos like Peppa Pig and stuff like that. And it's telling kids to hurt themselves. Is- yeah, it says searches for uh, Peppa Pig and Doc McStuffins. Okay. So it's, it's a lot of kid stuff. It, it was also in video games like Fortnite. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and I think Grand, Ste- uh, Grand Theft Auto, like it was popping up. And okay. it was telling people to do stuff. So that's what it said. That's what my medical assistant said. She goes, it's popping up in Peppa Pig. So there was this whole mass confusion that it's a hoax. Like they're like, it's a hoax. It's not even happening, but it's global. This is a global thing, which is weird because there have been people in Spain. There have been people in like Ireland commenting on it. There's nothing on Twitter. There's nothing on YouTube. They've scrubbed it. Um, So, which is really interesting, but it is on the regular internet. The mass media took it and ran with it, of course. And, um, yeah, so basically what is happening, so it pops up, and then it takes you to a WhatsApp. Oh, that's right. go to the WhatsApp, and the WhatsApp will tell you to do stuff. It gives you stuff to do, which is weird because kids don't want to do stuff anyway. I mean, you have little kids. You can't tell your kids to do anything, right? So why are you listening to an app? Cut your hair? I can't get my kids to like cut their, 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 their sandwiches in half. I'm not, I mean, which is not to say like, I'm not genuinely worried about things like this happening, but the influence, <laughs> if, if someone could get my kids to get up, follow a three-step instruction, go downstairs to the kitchen, retrieve the, 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 the scissors from the drawer and cut your hair or four-step instruction. I'd be like, hell yeah, let's break yeah. it down. Yeah, you got to send it through the, the WhatsApp and give them like yeah. tasks to do. So it's like, it increases their tasks. Like every, you know, you do this and then you do this. You know, you go make your bed, then you go brush your teeth. Yeah. You know, and if I got that the first time, I would follow it just to see where it's going to go. Like, what is this? But I would live stream it the whole time and be like, if like step seven, I've been in the app long enough that they can like find my location and show up at the door and like kill everyone. Like I want, I want every bit of that recorded. Yeah. At the same time though, like I don't, I don't, I don't know. Is this, so do you know people that have, is this one of those things everyone knows somebody who saw it and their kids followed it? Because we don't have any reported murders, any reported suicides. Right. This isn't That's like, what they're saying. What was it? Slenderman? This isn't like the Slenderman, right? Well, well, here's the thing. So I was doing my research yesterday and I did pick up some video that they were doing on like this NBC morning show. I don't watch regular TV. So um, I was just picking it up on there. And what they were saying was that there was this little girl, they interviewed this woman and this woman has three kids and all of them have their own three iPads. Okay, that alone is disturbing. Okay, yeah. uh, so she was saying that. Um, well, you think that, except it's required in schools now. Oh, that's what I a, hear. A lot of schools that's require it. So 
uh, I just need you know, not not to be like all taking the opposite side here but no I'm no no like, we, hey, yeah. I'm one of those parents my kids do not have iPads they will they do and they get to use them on airplanes alone and we pre-program mm. what they can use and that is the only time because let me tell you flying with four kids under the age of seven is a pain in the ass <laughs> oh, so when we have to do it thank god for iPads in between though they can't even earn screen time so but that I've we've already been warned well when they get to fifth grade fifth grade they start coding it's part of the curriculum. Oh, they start, wow. their homework has to be performed online because kids are going to be going into a mostly digital world. They don't even teach, my, my, my first grader does not know how to write or read cursive. Yeah, this is what I've heard. It's changing, yeah. So yeah, just, just I, you know, I guess, so the three, three, three kids having a screen might be disturbing or it might be required by the school. And then it gets a lot harder because that means you have to sit with your kids while they do homework. And I don't know that many people that get off of work before five o'clock where that's a feasible thing to do. Right, right, right. So here's the thing too. So this woman, they're interviewing her and they had her child was there. And she's like, I asked my daughter, do you know who Momo is? And she said, yes, it's the scary lady that pops up in my cartoons. You know, and she's like, the lady has black long hair and she's, she's explaining in ugly eyes, you know? So here's the thing. Was it going on? Did YouTube go, oh, shit, let's get rid of this? Because, you know, it, it's hard for them. I, I can only imagine because there's so much content being thrown in there. Like, they can't be the police of everybody, you know? But what's going to happen? I see this as a bigger picture. This is causing mass hysteria. What's going to happen? Do you know what's going to happen? Our First Amendment rights are being threatened here by this. Yeah. You know, because now, oh, thank you, Momo. Right. You know, right. now we can't have free speech anymore. Watch, that's going to start happening. It's already started to happen on YouTube because they've been scrubbing a bunch of stuff, you know. But but that's that's the next step to this. And I think this shows bigger stuff. I mean, because like you said, there's a lot of child pornography, which I was looking on that, that YouTube has not been, you know. Doing anything about. Right. policing yeah mm. and so what and i guess do, that's why it makes me so angry right like it's easier to go be. through and scrub out anything that could be traced to the code that was spliced into a couple of peppa, peppa pig videos it is harder to work with the police because that's where that they, they say it's that line between free speech we can't stop people from commenting but it's like but if there are people others that want to pick up on the patterns that is actually kind of for the public good and where the, the line of free speech is we can't arrest you for maybe for making comments here but if all people who have made comments here are coming from the same ip address where some really dingy stuff has been uploaded to youtube i don't see that as a free speech violation i see that as like you just being stupid about your speech yeah <laughs> Right. Like you don't actually have the right to do certain things in this country. Right. Um, and if that, and if those patterns happen to match with patterns of really horrifying, disturbing stuff, you gave up that right the second you went into a public forum, as far as I'm concerned. Because really free speech is about like, it's not, it, it protects gross speech for sure. Mm -hmm. um, it does protect, uh, unfortunately, a lot of harassing and stalking type of speech that would intimidate someone like a woman you know I mean how many of you how many times have you like avoided a person just because you know if I engage and don't give them what they want then I'm I'm kind of putting myself in that line of fire and there's no way to stop 
the fire from coming at me. So, I mean, speech is loaded and it's complicated for sure. And I, I love that YouTube as a private company is saying, Hey, you know what? We, we don't have a right to, we don't, we care more about our platform and our brand Mm -hmm. than we do about your free speech rights, which by the way, we can't actually violate because we're not the government. So we don't want to be associated with this type of speech. But every time a country, a company does that, the problem then becomes you care about Momo, but not pedophilia. So what speech do you care about YouTube since you're not the government and can't arrest people for speaking? You know what I mean? So this is where it's like the whole free, I'm I'm not trying to like push back on you at all for the free speech idea, but it's rather Mm -hmm. what sort of speech do you want to be associated with and what will you tolerate YouTube? That is a thornier question. Well, and you bring up a good point. I mean, there there is no censoring at all on this. I mean, you can't no. go on regular TV and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to say whatever I want. I'm going to talk about whatever I want, which I think is great, you know, in one sense. But then again, you know, what are you doing? This is targeted to children. I mean, this is a cyber yeah. clean thing right you know that is getting people to do things that is getting people to send them money i mean this is almost like you're being on tinder you meet someone you go on your texting app you know whatever it is and um that person starts asking you for stuff hey send me a picture okay it starts as a little thing and then it gets bigger and big okay send me a naked picture and then you get a dick or something weird you know I feel like that that pattern you just described, though, is a conversation that we do need to have with our children on a regular basis, because this is that's the pattern of any abusive relationship. No one hits you on the first date and like rationally expects a second date. It's a little bit of a creep over time before you are completely dominated by another human, be that a mean girl situation with a friend that has taken over your friend group and everyone's really scared. It's a slippery slope, but you're you're an you're where does your agency in there begin. And when we take all of this away from their kids, we take away the conversation and we take away their agency so that like, okay, not using YouTube might not be the answer. This is something I wrestle with. Does this mean they're going to be grown and they have to decide, do I swipe right? I'm just curious. Well, my curiosity killed skin this cat right, you know, alive. I don't know. But this is what's been happening happening with the cyberbullying and all this pornography and pedophilia thing. So these kids are on these sites and all of a sudden there's a pedophile there. So the pedophile starts talking to this kid. So they develop this relationship with the total stranger, which that's another thing. And I was talking to the mental health um, gal at my work and we were having this big discussion because she has kids and her kid was talking to somebody on Fortnite that she didn't even know. And she's like, who is this person? And the girl, her daughter, who I think was 12, was like, oh, that's my friend, mom. Oh, she, and she's like, she's not your friend. You do not know her. And her daughter is starting to code, you know? So these kids, this is a whole new generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That these if they won't think that there's, well, they, well, no, the, uh, no, she didn't FaceTime this person. Yeah, they won't FaceTime. No, it's only text. Well, that, yeah. that's why I'm saying, I'm like, if they will not FaceTime with me, they will not speak to you. Right, right. Oh, with the mom. I think that's a great point. Yeah, so they, you know, so these kids think that these people, they think that that's their friend now, not a real friend in in 3D. It's it's like in another dimension, really. That's how I see it. But they see it as a friend. I'm like, no, 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 no. If it's not a real person in front of you, 
that's not your friend. Right. And they're like, right. no. And I've had arguments with uh, teenagers about this. I've had arguments with 30 year olds about this. You know, I, I had a, a friend who was a YouTuber who had all these, I want to call them imaginary friends or they were um, cyber friends. I don't know what you want to call them. They were not real people, but he was always conversating. He had a psychotic break. Oh, yeah. I mean, he he was doing like astrology, all kinds of YouTube videos, which were popular. He had like about 40,000 followers or so. Uh Um, He ended up being my neighbor. Like we live in the same city, which was weird because he just did an astrology reading for me. So we met and he was a sweet kid and we would walk uh, around the neighborhood together. And we had, we found out we had a lot in common. And so I kind of was like, be careful with this. You know, because I could see him going off to the other side. And he was saying these people were all his friends. And I was like, they're not your friends. If they're not real like me, look at I was your cyber friend. You did a reading for me. We met in person. Um, I was your client. And now we're friends. That's what a friend is, you know. Yeah. Was he young and impressionable? Yeah, he was 31. Yeah, he didn't have very many real friends. Well, I also don't think that, like, the age kind of matters. Did you guys see the movie Frozen? If oh, you didn't, you're, if you did not, you're winning at life. You really, really are. This is an opportunity. But... <laughs> yeah, Frozen. Yes. But we were talking about the it this Disney morning. Movie, right? The Disney. Right. Movie. I like. I was chilled to the bone at the end where Hans, Prince Hans, turns out to be evil, yeah. and he looks it on and says, "You were so desperate for love. You oh, thought I actually God. loved. It was easy to make you fall in love with me." And I was like. Jesus, I'm watching this. My oldest was four at the time. And I'm like, this is horrifying. It's going to open up a very important conversation. But the one thing I've noticed over the course of my career is that 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 desire never goes away. And it's how bullies get their Mm -hmm. power. And it's how con artists and manipulators exist. And people will defend them because that person fills a space in them. And that makes them feel, it's a false right. sense of empowerment. Well, it's the narcissistic empath relationship, yeah. you know, that yeah. person, the empath. And I've gone through that myself. I, I had those situations and I had to go into deep um, self-therapy. I, I was going through hypnotherapy because I needed to find out what was going on in my subconscious mind. I mean, you could talk to a therapist all day. They won't, they won't figure it out. I mean, I had to see a hypnotherapist because this was in my programming, you know, because I grew up yeah. in parents now my parents are very great people they didn't know what they were doing they were just following their programming which is this what a lot of parents do and I hear yeah. oh well my parents did it it's okay no it's not no, no it's, not. it's not wake up yeah you know? well and, and when we were growing up we were taught you know respect your elders and just yes they're older they deserve a certain amount of respect that is complete yeah bullshit yeah. yeah, yeah. Children don't matter. Children Amen. are meant to be seen, not heard. I mean, these are all things like boys don't Kids cry. Lie. Kids children lie. Never. I mean, children make up stories all the time. He mm-hmm. touched me inappropriately. How many like USA mm-hmm. gymnastics? It's not, yes. it's not just yes. one church. Yep. Multiple yes. churches now. We have categorically mm-hmm. dismissed all kinds of things that we didn't want to yes. hear because children, because women, because minorities, because whatever. Who's credible? I don't know. Yeah. But it comes out and this, you should trust this person. Why shouldn't you trust this person? It is racist to not trust this person. There's so, you, there's so many ways to doubt and second guess yourself as opposed to coming back to the basics. A friend is someone that I know who has my best interest at heart. Thank who's you. asking me to do something that enhances me in some way. And it's not someone who's never met me that's just trying right. to see if they can get me to do stuff. And are they actually 
enhancing me or are they feeding mm-hmm. my ego? You got the id, ego, you super go. ego, and there it's easy go. to feed that ego, man. That person that makes you feel real good, right. they're going to turn around and ask you to do something that might not bother you, but might eventually. They're trying to find out what do I have to feed you to keep you hanging on. Right. And the sooner and, and you I become aware of that. Point. Right. That That's yeah. a great point that you bring up, um, MK. I almost called you Momo. <laughs> Sorry, it's all good. I can be really effing scary and I have crazy eyes, so I get it. You're welcome. No, no. I mean, you bring up a good point. It is feeding the ego. It is feeding that space. It's like, you know, I go out with guys out and love bombing now because I've reprogrammed myself and I've done like tons of, inst- you know, I, I figured this out what was Congratulations going on, with- on that, by the way. It's so hard. It was a big deal. It's a big deal. Hard, ugly work. It, it was really hard because I was just, attracting these people, you know, um, in friendships, in work, um, you know, uh, people that would, you know, shut me down and make me feel like, like, a, a like nothing. And then they would build me up. Oh, but you're so amazing. You're so this, you're so that. Like I'll go on a date and the guy's like, you're so beautiful. I go, you don't even know me. Yeah. <laughs> right. I go, I know I'm beautiful. You don't have to tell me, you know, let's talk about something else. Like, what do we have in common? And you know, <laughs> Would we even get along? Uh, yeah. Stuff like that. And people will love bomb you on a text. Oh, you're so beautiful. You're so this. You're so, you don't know me. Yeah. You know? And I, it's weird. As soon as someone does that to me, I, sh- I just delete them. Right. You know? Right. Because um, it's one thing to know how to take a compliment. It's another thing to understand when a compliment is coming out of context with no yes. basis. Exactly. So you are beautiful. But why? It's more like, damn right I am. Why are you saying this right now? When we haven't met in person, you've seen right. one photo that's really nice. What about me? How, I mean, that, that almost, it's almost insulting, right? Right. I, you're so pretty as you could be sitting there masturbating. Like, it, <laughs> and if, and if someone wants to do that, that's your choice. But I don't need to talk to you while you do it if we haven't met. Right. Right. It, it is so, so true. And I think that, you know, now with the high levels of depression going on in the teen population, I yeah. mean, it, it's just like, you know, and I was talking about it with my nurse in Palm Springs about, you know, when we were kids, you know, because I, I had a patient come in and um, his mom made him get a drug test and I had to talk to them separately. It had to be Dr. Phil. I was doing my family therapy thing. Um, you know, what was going on in the home. And I guess there was just a lot of drama going on in the home. And I went back to talk to my nurse. He's like, dude, when we were kids, we just dealt with the drama. You know, <laughs> like, you know, we dealt with the drama in our own way. I go, I get it. But the kid doesn't know how to deal with the drama. The way I dealt with the drama at 14, I got a job and lied about my age because I didn't want to be home. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's how I, I dealt with the drama. I was on swim team. I was always, I made myself hyper busy you know my mom wouldn't let me go out with certain people so unless it was a school thing so I was in drama I was in swim team I worked a job I was never home I became a distance runner I would go running for hours each day (laughs) because I didn't want yeah I feel you yeah 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 so um you know I think kids just don't know what to do now it's like unless they're in their devices they don't know you know I ask kids all the time um teenagers do you have any hobbies no well wow. you know where you know, are there like from? YouTube or, or iPads I you think know. it's a learned behavior it is a learned I really behavior. do parents don't know what to do so they've kept themselves hyper busy instead of dealing with their emotions very good that's Thank how you. we dealt and I'm not trying to be like tear you down in any way it's what I did too I'm an overachiever it's what we did we filled the space with stuff 
we mm-hmm. didn't learn how, and now it's like meditate let's learn how to see yeah what your now it's like let's you gotta go to back feel and what you program. feel exactly yeah exactly yeah so I feel like that they, they don't have a coping skills because we haven't taught them right. and I'm not qualified to be a parent God knows someone should have stopped me at two but like <laughs> I yay they can't so yeah. I, I, I don't know. I try to give everyone a little bit of grace. No one knows what the F they're doing, no. but that's the dangerous no, line I, of thinking. Kids these days the don't, yeah. as opposed to kids these days do because, and then look at ourselves and say, what do I need to do differently mm. to get a different result from my child? But I'm a coach, so I'm trained to think that way. Right, what right. do I have to do differently right, to get right. a different result from my runners? Right. I think parents in general, um, what I come across in my line of work with people coming in, they sometimes forget that you're raising adults. Yeah. That's the, that's the end game that you need to, you need to teach them all of this stuff, but the end outcome is to become an adult that functions. And I know that I've seen that it slows down. Like a 25 year old today is not what it was like when we were 25. Right. True. When we were 25, you know, we were like already out in the workforce and stuff. And now 25 year olds are still deciding what they want to be when they grow up. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's different. But I also think that maybe as parents, you forget that sometimes. We're, I know my generation, I mean, I almost completely backfired um, on my parenting skills because I, I was parenting from a place of loss in my own childhood, mm-hmm. what I didn't have. And so I was coddling them and not teaching them the certain things that they needed. And my son finally came to me, he was about 11 and was like, mom, you can't do everything for me. You have to teach me certain things. And I was like, oh my God, I overcorrected so much that I'm yeah. doing it wrong the other way. So then um, I fortunately was able to, you know, have the wherewithal to go ahead and change that and I did end up raising two productive adults um they're not because both of your kids can you say how old they are yeah so my son is 26 and my daughter is turning 24 and they are both gainfully employed they are not felons or serial killers so I'm pretty (laughs) proud of that yay Yeah, yeah so but um but yeah I think it's so easy because I mean I was really trying to do it right and then ended up doing it wrong for a while anyway. So I think that people sometimes forget that the end result is to release these kids into this horrible world that we live Mm -hmm. in and somehow have them be able to function and not have a little crazy looking doll tell them to kill themselves because it's hard. I mean, with all the people that suffer from depression anyway, it's hard sometimes just to get through a Wednesday. That's very true. Yeah. The matrix yeah. is a, is a thick thing. Going back to that disturbing little doll, this, the disturbing avatar, I got the name of the artist. So okay. it's, um, it's a show of work by a Japanese artist named Midori Hayashi, but it's actually a sculpture created by a Japanese special effects company, Link Factory. Mm-hmm. And so basically, um, I think it started in Mexico. They said, this is not a new thing. So it started mm-hmm last oh the chicken with the human head yeah that's yeah yeah so they that's indigenous yeah so they said that it started popping up basically in mexico um here it here's the thing it says where did the whole thing originate the game was said to have started in mexico with players challenge to communicate on whatsapp with an unknown person known as momo according to the computer crime investigation unit of the state of Tabasco, Mexico. So yeah, that's- Oh wait, sorry, no, I meant, the, I meant, the, I meant something like the, the unnatural 
head on a chicken was yeah. from Mexico and indigenous. I was talking about the imagery, not the actual game. Yeah, Sorry, no, no, worry. no worries. Oh my God. Oh my God. No worries, no worries. It was, um, yeah, so the artwork, yeah. So uh, that's how it is and it, and, it, and it started popping up in these cartoons and then it takes you to WhatsApp. So, but there was another um, thing like this. It was called the blue well, because this is what uh, I went around and then I started asking my medical assistants yesterday. I go, okay, did you hear? Because allegedly there was a flurry, a media flurry about this yesterday, um, which it started coming out. I don't know why. Wait, the blue um, whale? That was when, that, that was the, like the blue 2016 whale was a in Russia, year ago. right? Yeah, yeah. The blue whale was about, a, yeah, 2016 in Russia. But this whole Momo thing, for some reason, it started a media flurry yesterday. So huh. this blue whale thing is very, very similar. It gives you, it prompted you to go on WhatsApp again. Uh, and it prompted you to do a whole bunch of things. Like there is 50 questions that you had to uh, complete. There is 50 challenges. So each, each day, it was a 50-day challenge. It would give you a challenge that kind of was... Um, deeper and deeper or more um, intense like the people were carving blue whales on their arms Yikes. so yeah um, and, and, and I think they said one girl or, or a few people ended up killing themselves in Russia uh, there was some girl in Argentina that killed herself I'm not sure if it was the Momo one or the blue whale one so yeah it's pretty creepy and crazy but have you seen okay so there is a show on Netflix and it's called The Push, okay? It's mm -hmm. very interesting. I was listening to an entrepreneur podcast um, and they're like talking about The Push because it's good in sales because it shows you how you can manipulate people to do things that they don't want to do. What? So, yeah, so what they do with this guy, you know, it's a hypnotherapist, right? <laughs> He's a neuro-linguistic programmer. He's a hypnotherapist. And what he does is he gives like free associations to people. Like he tells them to do things. Like they'll call them on the phone and they'll be like, hey, oh my God, you look amazing. Like they start like love bombing them with compliments. And they're like, hey, come help me do this. And it's like a thing like, let help me put these cakes on this pan. Help me do this. Okay, can you do this for me? So they're doing all this weird stuff. So this they set up this guy dying, right? This guy dies and they have the guy, the other person that they're trying to manipulate like cover it they're like okay don't tell anybody this has happened it's gonna ruin us you're gonna and they're telling the person oh you're you're part of this now you know <laughs> so, yeah. so eventually i mean i don't want to ruin it for people you could go watch it yourself yeah eventually they get this person to push uh, the dead person, like the dead person comes alive and he's like, I'm going to get you people for doing it, for drugging me or whatever. And so he's sitting off the side of a building and they tell the person, hey, you need to go push this guy off the, um, wow. off the building, you know, so that oh you know, it'll look like an accident. Nobody will see you, but go push him off the building and then you'll exonerate all of us. You have to do it. And so they do it. There's oh my God. There is one guy that finally walks away, but it's pretty, I was like, oh my God, these people are actually going and they don't know, allegedly they don't know it's being filmed. Okay. So it's, it is really creepy, but I have seen this in real life. I mean, where you're living in this 
wild world. We saw these scandals, you know, like there, there was this, I've been listening to the um, dropout podcast, which is about this. Yeah, Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. Oh yeah, my yeah. God. And Theranos, this girl, how did she get people to give her billions? I can't get anybody to give me a dollar. Right. <laughs> right. You just got to know the right what? people. Ooh. It was a fraud. She was running a whole fraud. Well, how do you, this I, is, this is how we got here though, to be, yeah. to be as, as the, you know, not the, I'm not a cultural anthropologist, but as someone that asked way too I many love questions. cultural anthropology. I wanted I to too. be an anthropologist. I couldn't do too. the Bush thing. So I went into yeah. nursing. <laughs> so you decided to do blood and shit. Yay for yeah, instead of, instead, of, instead of hanging out with the Yamamamo Indians. Oh my God. I decided oh God. to go into healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like the way we've gotten here, especially to this point where call out culture is a real thing and you get a dopamine rush for putting another person down um, for any oh, reason, like so just finding the high that. horse to get on. But that's part of how we got here is by saying, Oh, look at you. I would never do that. Never mm -hmm. me. No, no, no. And the, 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 for a show like The Push, the reason that I don't mind that it exists, um, same as 13 Reasons Why. Right. I don't mind that that exists I because it opens that. up a conversation. That. It's good. Yeah. Uh, so, and people worry, are we giving a script to teenagers? I'm like, the script is out there. If the yeah. like, they just have to look for it, right? This yeah. is no, what this should do is, for, is facilitate a dialogue between someone that cares about you and someone who uh, you are responsible for, right? Between those, you know, hopefully that's you and your child. But that conversation is never look at another person and say, no, not me, because you haven't been in that, those circumstances Thank yet. You. Under the right set of circumstances, you have no idea what you would do. I mean, how many of us, I'm sure all of us can look back on previous relationships and say, how did I get yeah. there? Yeah. Because you're looking at one moment at the end and mm -hmm. not everything before where it's like, okay, now you're in it and now you're complicit and now you're not protecting us. You're protecting you. What would you do to protect you? And I, I mean, it's, it's not even, you don't even need a degree in neurolinguistics to, to get somebody there. You just need to have grown up in a situation where your survival was contingent upon controlling the people around you. Wow. Right? And a lot of us do. Yeah. Right. That is Those are excellent points that you bring up, totally. And, you know, in more and more when people are getting to learn about this, I mean, we did a whole episode on narcissistic personalities and sociopaths um, with Dr. Romani, who is amazing. Uh, and she is going all over and speaking about it. She has a great book called Should I Stay or Should I Go about, <gasps> you know, dating narcissistic people. And she's writing wow. one. She could have just called it uh, wrong. <laughs> she should. Yeah, she should. So she's doing, she's writing another book about work personalities because that's what I've had problems with. I've had problems with a lot of work personalities and how to deal with them. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, you can't avoid them. Here in Hollywood, especially, I think it's, uh, you know, you can all, you, they're all over the place. Right. You know, and um, you can't get away with them, uh, away from them. And especially in healthcare, you have these physicians and stuff like that. Uh, it's pretty crazy. But it's funny. I My podcast is called The Morning Mantra, and people write in and give me a situation, and I give them a mantra to chant to get through it. Oh, you can stand in a mirror and be like, I am fearless, I am fearless, and that just doesn't help you. You're scared shitless, right? Yeah. So it's more like I'm going into this situation that's totally unavoidable, and I just need something to like, keep me moving through that situation until yeah. it's behind me. And for there for about, I have a, a stack 300 deep 
that is nothing but how to deal with a toxic coworker, how to deal with a toxic boss. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, um, and that is so useful. I mean, like, like with the Theranos thing with other, like in Netflix. Okay. So I had a friend who was working at Netflix. He got a temp job there uh, and he was an assistant. So he had worked at other um, movie companies before. Uh, and, and so he got this job and he was an assistant and um, he said the culture there was fierce. He uh-huh. said it was like the Christians and the lions. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so they have this transparency culture there to where they're going to tell you everything. It's almost like Scientology. So people rat each other out. Um, they have unlimited vacation, but nobody takes it because they don't want to be fired. You know, they're afraid of losing their jobs constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Basically, what they do as well is, okay, so if you get fired, they'll tell you all the great things that you brought to the company. Like, here were, you know, you brought like, I don't know, millions of revenue. But, and then they'll tell you what you did bad to get yourself fired. But this guy was a total asshole and he told me to, you know, I don't know. He said I was ugly. So, so I decided to fire him. So it's something like that. And I was like, I go, what? I've never heard of anything like that. They're like, oh, well, they believe in transparency. That's more than transparency. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind like of like celebrating abuse. Exactly. That is, exactly. Ticket to be an asshole. That's, yeah. yeah. That's not cool. So I, I just was like, what's going on with the cult? So these books are really needed and what you're doing is really needed, you know, because I, for the longest time had to deal with it. And now I just kind of shut these people out. And if they insult me, you know, yeah. I do not put myself in their presence, yeah. you know, and I'll yeah. tell them, you know what, that's, that's, uh, you know, I was working and- with this physician one day, the, my first day I was doing a locums. She slams the door in my face. <laughs> You know, she's literally bipolar, but um, slams the door in my face. And then, you know, I was wondering, you know, and she's like, did you see what you did? <laughs> she, oh was totally, she was totally not aware of it. Wow. Totally not aware, which is scary. Uh, you it's know? really scary. But the lack of self-awareness is super duper high because yes. oh, I would never, oh, but you, oh, I would never, oh, but you. Yes. There's yes. nothing that redirects inward. And the person who does redirect inward and say, how did I get here? that person unfortunately becomes ripe for narcissism because right. oh you're right maybe i did have uh, because it's not always 50 percent. have you heard the idea of ghosting lately like this yes has become, yes all right so i i'm a big believer in it and here's why believer it's in the, ghosting wait wait yes believer in ghosting how so in like a work like never coming back <laughs> no no well or it depends no. on the situation but yeah right. it, it's a situation like a toxic person thrives on engagement. That's and great. the right. only way to yes. deal with a toxic person is yes. to disengage. disengage. They're never going to let done. you go. Yes. Ghost. You're just, you just, you, you block them from your phone. Yes. And you, and they're, they're going to tell people she's so immature. She wouldn't respond to my text. Right. Like, did you show them the text? Yeah. Of course you yeah. didn't. All you did. And people are like, well, you know, I really think you should talk to him. I just think you're being really immature. And it's like, no, I mean, Charlize Theron ghosted Sean Penn, and that was a story. So, so. And, like, and, I don't know oh, that they were, they were They were dating. Okay. Or even Angelina and Brad, right? We don't know what happened on that plane. All we know is that he is still legally not allowed to be alone in a room with his children. Oh, my God. Right? And it's all like, oh, my God, Angelina, she's so mean. Angel- I'm like, I can't go to the fucking grocery store with four kids. She took off with six in the middle of the night and relocated. Wow. My question is, how long had you been fucking up, Brad Pitt? 
Yeah. And what have you been doing? She was ready. Yeah. She was yeah, ready. Scary. So we don't talk, we talk about the ghosting. We don't talk about the shit that led to it. Yeah. And that's a problem too, because that enables bullies. As long as we're talking right? about this is how you react and this is what the acceptable reaction is, then we're just letting the bullies get away with it. It's like, could you, yeah. could you just stop being a dick, Brad Pitt? That'd be great. Yeah. But it's a bit, I, but it's, 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 it's quite serious. So I think there are people want to be the bigger person. Yeah. And unfortunately being the bigger person yeah. again, makes you right for a toxic person. So maybe yeah. you can't, maybe do you have to stay in that work position? Can we get another position? Exactly. Can we get to a different department? There is yeah. some there are control. Other job, there are other jobs out there. And so I think many people jobs. think like, like yeah. I took a break for almost two years for my career because I just didn't understand what was going on. And I felt like it perpetuating every job I was jumping into. There was, it was toxic bullshit. You know? Yeah to the umpteenth degree. So I had to take a break from my life. I was very fortunate. I had to crack open my 401k, you know, so I did create a lot. Of, I did create a business from that, you know, but I was able to self heal and figure out what was going on, you know, and figuring out that this just felt normal to be me, people putting me down. I, I was even asking my mother about her work relationships and she had the same exact ones as me. And she kept saying, Oh, it's okay. It's okay. That's just how it is, you know? And no, it's not. No, it's not. You no, know, no, it's, not. It, it's not, you know, Oh, well, if you're nicer to them, maybe they will be nice. No, no. You gotta call these people out on their shit. Yes. It's okay. To let, like, it's okay to let someone know that it's unacceptable to be a shitty person. Yeah. 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 And, it, and it's like, I see it with like certain coworkers that I had. They're like, oh, well, this is how it is. No, stand up for yourselves. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just like, you know, we, we say that, but we don't back up people when they do. That's right. the problem too. Like there needs, we don't have a culture that backs up the person that says, hey, this is unacceptable. And I won't take it anymore. Very Everyone true. wants to protect themselves and they back away with their hands yes. in the air. Yes. No one's, and so I we think, just need to, this is where the support women really needs to come into play when you see yeah, that. Not you only, be not like, only women, too, I think it's, yeah, I don't oh, think it's only men. women. So, I think nope, it's not at all. everyone, you know. It is. Um, and, and it's like, uh, I've been scapegoated. You know, I, I, I was in a situation where I, I found this doctor, do, you know, committing fraud, which I thought was fraud. And I started investigating it and I started asking several people. There you <laughs> your dogs, that's cool. And 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 then um uh, everybody knew this was going on. Oh, we know, but we don't want to lose our jobs or our pension. You know, so who was scapegoated? The new person. Right. You know, so I. Did you listen to that podcast, Doctor Death? Of course, yes. <laughs> we had a we had a podcast and dinner discussion. My one friend who is from Tennessee, he went to school with Doctor Death. No! He graduated. Doctor Death graduated a year before him in high school. <gasps> what are the odds? I tell my friend who is a nurse practitioner, and he was on this podcast, I was like, listen to this Dr. Death. So he gets his husband to listen to Dr. Death. And we have dinner, you know, um, at his estate and we're, we're talking and he's like, and, we're, and he's like, like, 
guess what? I went to school. Shut up. What? My God. Yes. And and, then I had them listening to the dropout with the Theranos thing, you know? And so I'm like, okay, next, you know, because we're, I'm going back to Palm Springs in the desert. That's where my friends live. And I go, okay, on the 15th, we're going to talk about Theranos. So we do these like crazy dinners. And (laughs) I think I want to do that now. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm going to write a blog about it. I think it's so much fun. Discussion was awesome. One of the women who was there, she's a retired uh, principal, and she didn't listen to the podcast, but she was able to be like, oh, like she was able to chime in too on his thinking. I mean, she's in her 80s. Um, she dealt with school children, and they go through the psychology of when he was like a high, uh, in high school in football, right? Yeah. Like what his mindset was. And in Theranos, they do the same thing of yeah. when this person was a kid. So she was able to chime in on that. Even though she didn't listen to the podcast, she heard our stories and she was just like, wow, you know. Well, so we also it, live right. in this weird intersection that was ripe for Theranos too. There, in, in Russian, there, there wasn't, they got rid of the word for lie. You weren't allowed to say it. It was never reproduced. If you look in at Russian? it. In Russian, yeah. When the communists like came over after the revolution in, the, in 1919, they, the word lie didn't exist. You could only, there was Pravda, which was the truth. And that was it. And you couldn't, see, and you could be like, that's sort of not. Okay. Can you true, go, you can you repeat that? You kind of got a little bit, wait, 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 MK, go back. You got a okay. little bit like wonky there with the sound, Sorry. but okay. So yeah. you were saying in Russian, they got rid of the lie. So what was the, the word that they used? Had, Pravda was truth. And that was the uh-huh. name of like a newspaper as well. And you could be like, Nipravda, which is sort of like, mm, that. that's not entirely true, but there wasn't a word for like an outright bald-faced lie. And that's kind of where we're at now, in my opinion. We don't want to be like, we're very excited to call people names. The liar's not on that list. And it's like, this does, we, we fact check things. St- things are proven to be not true. And still we're like, it's my truth. I'm entitled to my facts. Like, no, you're really not. You're really going not. back it's to fact. Not how it works. You're like you're uh, you. You studied Slavic languages. Yes, my undergraduate <laughs> degree is in Russian. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> that's that's see, I fact check right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in a lot of ways we've gone back to when I went to Russia in 1994. As, as a, the communism had just had just fallen. And we were warned when you came when we came in, man. There are five political parties, and each of them owns a TV station and a newspaper. And you got to question everything you hear, question the source. Where did that come from? Go read a second, and maybe even a third source, and then you'll have the the an idea of what's going on. It's a lot of work, and most people don't do it. They just pick a side and go. And I feel like it's kind of like we are becoming more like 1994 Russia yes. every yes. day, yes. and it's a little weird. Yeah, it's it's not a little weird. It's way weird. Yeah. Yeah. People need to open their eyes and figure it out. Get out of the matrix. Oh, I want my car. I want, you know, you need to do the Mary Cotto thing. Get rid of all your shit that you have. You know, don't buy, don't go to Costco. Costco and consumerism. Oh my God. I went to, I don't go to Costco. I just went there to get new tires. And I just was like, I got to, I can't. I Instacart. Costco. <laughs> and that is how I sidestep it. Well, as soon as I see that cart get to like 200, oh. I'm like, Do I really need more baby formula? She can eat applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> you know, going into this segue. So 
Um, I was texting my one friend, Jim, who has also been on the podcast. He was on Flupocalypse. And um, he's my Pisces buddy, right? Um, we're, I'm coming up on a birthday now. Yeah. And so I was texting him. I was like, do you listen? Did you hear about this Momo thing? And he's like, not really. But there's this Momo book all over Costco. And I was like, what? Momo book? So I didn't know there was a book. So I Googled Momo book. Yeah. And a le- so this is where, this is how I go. I love how you still hole. would not go to Costco though. That's why, <laughs> that's my takeaway. I Googled it and I still didn't go to Costco. <laughs> no, I might just go to Costco just to see if the book is there. Cause I'm interested in reading the book now. It'll be faster for me to get the book instead uh-huh. of like Amazon probably. Cause co- I live near Costco. So, but anyway, um, so I, I it, it's a very interesting story. The weird part, okay, here's where it starts to get do 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 very Twilight Zone. Okay, I was okay. kind of telling Sherry about this because she's into paranormal stuff like I am. Yeah. All right, I write paranormal. It's one of my genres. I study it. Um, we did an amazing paranormal podcast uh, with our trilogy of terror for Halloween. So you should look, listen to it where I talked to a paranormal psychologist who is awesome. I met him in London. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. That's a fun one. He's amazing. You should have him on your show, Sherry. Okay. He's great. And he's in London, but he'll do your show. He likes okay. to start. I love that. <laughs> he's great. He's great to talk to. Listen to my show and then contact him. Okay. Um, but here, here's the thing. Okay. So here's the plot. All right. So this is a German book okay so it was written in germany get the year that it was written in 1973 that's my birthday (gasps) (laughs) watch the rabbit hole that we're gonna go into with this momo thing now thank you to my friend jim um so it goes momo also known as the gray gentleman or the men in gray is a fantasy novel by michael end so michael end wrote the never ending story story yeah i love that book yeah (laughs) then you'll love Momo. Um, It is about the concept of time and how it is used by humans in modern societies. The full title in German, I can't say that in German. I don't speak of the German. I don't speak of the Deutsch. Um, (laughs) So it it translates to Momo or the strange story of time thieves and the child who brought the stolen time back to the people. Uh, And then it won Hmm. awards and stuff like that. So here's the plot. Okay. In the ruins of an amphitheater outside of an unnamed city lives Momo, a little girl of mysterious origin. She came to the ruin parentless and wearing a long used coat. She is illiterate and cannot, hold on a second, let me go down here. Okay, and cannot count, she doesn't know how old she is. When asked, she replies, as far as I remember, I've always been around. She is remarkable in the neighborhood because she has the extraordinary ability to listen, really listen, by simply being with people and listening to them. She can help them find answers to their problems, make up with each other, and think of fun games. The advice (laughs) given people is go see Momo has become a household phrase, and Momo makes many friends, especially in honest, silent street cleaner Beppo, a poetic, extroverted tour guide. Gigi, yada, yada. She also has, like, a friend that's a turtle. (laughs) Okay, so anyway, it's a pleasant atmosphere, but it's spoiled by the arrival of the men in gray. 
okay? And so what these, these are paranormal parasites stealing the time of humans. Um, they're appearing in the form of gray clad, gray skinned bald men. These strange individuals present themselves as representing the time-saving bank and promote the idea of time-saving. So they steal time from people is basically what they do. Like and, huh? It sounds like aliens. Yeah, it sounds like Men in Black. It yeah. sounds like Men in Black. It also sounds like The Matrix. Okay, okay. You know, so which I think um, reading the synopsis, I was like, oh, this is where The Matrix people got this from. Uh, yeah. The, the, the Wachowski brothers, they do a lot of stuff with time because they also wrote that, um, that Atlas movie. What's it called? Is it Time Atlas or? Um, Cloud Atlas. It, what is it again? I'm Cloud kidding? Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Cloud, Cloud Atlas, yes. Atlas. I was I was watching it yesterday. I have to be very conscious to watch it. I watched it and fell asleep when I was tired. You have to be not tired to watch it because I think it's very, um, it's a weird movie, but it's about time. So I was like tripping out and guess, so I'm watching the movie last night, right? And um, in the first maybe 10 minutes, there's a scene and it shows a date. What is that date? Nineteen seventy-three. What? <laughs> oh my god! So it's pretty freaking wild. Here's wow. another wild thing. So I was writing, I was writing a couple of things back in 2012. Uh, one was a young adult novel, and it was about in the second book that I was gonna write. Basically. Um, what had happened? Oh, I'm losing my train of thought. But anyway, in the second book, uh, basically these beings, these entities were coming through to the protagonist and making teenagers kill themselves through music. It was... Whoa. I'm not going to give away too much of it because I might go back and write it now because it's just bizarre. So I was like, this is weird with this mo all this stuff going on the internet. you know. But this was back in 2012. And I was like, why am I writing this? I didn't understand. Uh, the whole concept of these stories. So I kind of put them on the shelf. Then I started writing a play. Um, and, the, and so in the play, um, it's about karma and the devil. Okay. And the devil is a drag queen. Yeah. <laughs> yes, girl. It's a wild drag queen. So it's karma and the devil, right? And so, and it has this concept, it has to do with time. Okay, and Kronos. Kronos is also one of the characters. So it has to do with this, this whole crazy concept of time. You know, I don't see time as linear. I see time as infinite. I don't even go by a clock. I don't wear a watch. I haven't worn a watch for many years. I can't wear a watch. My watches stop on me. Wow. <laughs> like it's wild. So I can't wear watches, you yeah. know. Uh, if I have to keep time, like to do anything, I do it on my phone. But I've even lost my phone at times, and I've ha I've been in places at the right time. There were times where I was severely late, but now it's weird. I'm always on time at places. Wow, that gives me even, chills. I I, it, I I even lost my phone in Chicago once, and I had a list of stuff to do in Chicago. Everywhere I went, it was like time sensitive. I got there at the same time. I was like, "What time is it?" They're like, "Oh, it's this time." You know, you're you're right on time. Everywhere I went wow. to see the sunset. At the Hancock Tower, I was right on time. To oh catch God. the boat tour, I was right on time. It was bizarre. bizarre. So this is all very do-do-do-do. And I'll tell you a quick story before we end, and we'll just wrap it up here. 
So here's another thing. I don't know what this whole time thing is, what this whole thing has to do with my birthday, which is in a few days, is um, basically, um, my phone just beeped, sorry. <laughs> it's actually one of my, one of my old uh, uh, people that was on, that was a guest, one of our old guests. Anyway, so basically one day I was walking in the park. I live right next to a park. I was walking in the park there's a baseball field. I find a huge yellow fluorescent softball. I pick it up and I'm like, oh, I could give this to my friend's dogs. You know, they could play with it. And so I pick it up. I bring it home. I leave it on the kitchen counter for a few days. I go watch this movie called Eighth Grade, okay, on Amazon. And Eighth Grade is about this girl who is in eighth grade, but when she was in sixth grade, she made a time capsule. So she has this shoebox and she goes and opens the shoebox. And guess what she takes out of the shoebox? A softball. Bright fluorescent. Bright, oh my God. The same, the same one. And it has writing on it. And I'm like, oh, my softball doesn't have writing on it. So I go look at the softball. And it has writing on it. And oh it says, God. Why, what? Right, wait for it. Wait for it. It says, Banditas. <gasps> and I'm like, banditas, banditas, what does that mean? What does that mean? Well, when I was a kid, my favorite movie was Time Bandits. Oh my God. Oh my God. What? Amazing. And I started, because I forgot what the movie was about. And so yeah. what the movie is, it's very much like the Momo. So um, it's about this kid. His parents are stuck in consumerism. They're stuck with their gadgets. They're not listening to him. He's like, mom, mom, there's stuff coming out of my closet. There's people coming out of my closet at night. And, and, and he's all, they're like, what? Whatever. You know, and they're not listening to him. So one night, these midgets come through his closet. And they take him up. They're like, hey, do you want to come with us? We, we're going to go fix all the imperfections in the world because God made the world imperfect. Because, I mean, who can make a world perfect in seven days? No one. So, there's, no one. so they went around and they had this map from, that they stole from God. So it's about this good and evil. You know, so the devil is involved. And so it's very much like my story. I was like, this yeah. is a trip. Wow. So that's my... Twilight Zone That's experience. Yeah. So I don't know if that happens to you. It happens to me a lot. Like I was, I was out at a bar with my friend. We were on the West Side near this, the West Side Pavilion Theater, and we walk out. Where and he's talking about Mike. He's also a storyteller, comedian, and he's talking about Mike Birbiglia. Yeah. Um, sleepwalk with me, which is a great, great, you know, yeah, um, stand up things. And uh, we're talking, he's like, I want to be just like Mike Birbiglia. I want to do my one person show. You know what's so funny? I went, to, I went to college with him. He and I were in the same class. Way! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Birbiglia. That's amazing. It's Birbiglia, but it's... Okay. <laughs> that used to be part of his stick. Like, it's like, we're Olive Garden Italians. <laughs> so yeah. we, we say Birbiglia until, we went to, until I went to Italy and was like, it's Birbiglia. So Birbiglia, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and that so was part we, of the Stanford College. Oh, my God. The see? Nice. <laughs> and both of you are from Denver? Yes. No. So yeah, it's, it's like, crazy. From Colorado. Um, so we walk outside of the bar. He's like, I got to go pee. So he goes to the bathroom. And 
outside of the theater and outside of the bar is like this case and it's a glass case and there's all this movie stuff. There's like books on how to pitch your screenplay. There's, there's different DVDs. And I'm, I, I, my, my eye gets drawn to this one DVD and guess what DVD it was? Mike Birbiglia's Sleepwalk with Me. Oh my, oh, oh my God. Not a, it's not a new, it's not a new show. Right. No. So Chris comes out and I'm like, okay, Chris, I'm going insane. <laughs> and I show him and he just starts laughing. He goes, Priscilla, it just means we're in the right place. Yep. And I'm like, no, it means totally. we're, there's a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> Somebody is listening to us. <laughs> I just manifested. But I, we just manifested. How does that happen? You know? Wow. I'm a firm believer in there are no accidents. That uh, same here. Yeah. And and I do this a lot, like with patients I come across. If If someone crosses my path and it ends up that we're there in a moment and I feel like I want to say something to them. I used to stifle myself and not talk to them about something. I just say it now because you yep. never know. You know you. Yeah. You never know what it'll be. I, I have a, a one regret that um, I, I, I had a, there's a transgender comedian here in the um, community and she passed away very young from an asthma attack. It was a oh, wow stupid oh. thing that happened. And um, when I met her, I, I thought she had beautiful hands. And I, I should have said that you have beautiful hands and I didn't say it. And the next week she died. And so yeah. ever since then, that was a huge- That's powerful. Yeah, it was a huge thing for me that I just say it. So I encourage everyone that, because I do believe there are no happy accidents that yeah. things happen, just say it. If you have a compliment, well, who wouldn't love to hear a compliment or if, if you have true. something meaningful, absolutely. Just say it. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Okay. So let's wrap this on up with right. Momo. Interesting <laughs> key points. Just watch what your kids are, you know, talk to your kids. Don't sit around the table with these iPads. This is ridiculous. You know, limit their use and really talk to them. Yeah. You know, acknowledge yeah. them. And I think this is what Momo is all trying to say. Spend more time with your children. Interact with them as human beings. Yeah. yeah. So um, so anything you guys want to promote? MK? Kindness. <laughs> and peace. Just kidding. So my name is Coach MK Fleming. I'm a run coach, not a life coach. But we're never really talking about the running. I accept that. And I am always shocked and a little bit hurt at how much pain and suffering people can pack into a singular question that ostensibly has to do with running, but it's never really about the running. So right. um, I have a podcast called The Morning Mantra with Coach MK where listeners write in and tell me about some um, event that they're going to be facing. And I give them a little phrase to cling to as a, ref, as, as a life raft while they move through it and a little broader perspective. Because sometimes, uh, as, as you've probably guessed from my, um, my reactions to some of the comments that have just been happening here today, my perspective tends to be very different um, on the whole, and so do my reactions. And hopefully we can, that's from 20 years of therapy, EMDR, and lots and lots of ugly, ugly work um, yeah. from some get, coming out of crappy situations. So I'm happy to pass on 
um, that one survival technique uh, with, with the world, but I need to know what situation you're facing before I can give a mantra to you. Nice. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, the link to both of your podcasts will be at the end of this podcast. So go ahead, Sherry. Uh, yeah, I, my podcast is called Your Emergency is Showing. Um, <laughs> it's short and uh, it's only, you know, like a, a quick commute type thing to listen to, 17 to 22 minutes. And um, it's medical storytelling with a bit of humor, just about things that I've seen. We talk about... Um, you know, how to survive cold and flu season and stuff like that. So yeah, give it a listen. It's available wherever uh, you get your podcast. So what's it called again? Wash your uh, GD hands. It's called <laughs> Wash your GD hands. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I don't, I don't think anybody's done that one. That's okay. They're looking for more kid podcasts. So if you want to start one with your kids, MK, but go ahead again, um, Sherry. Uh, it's okay. So it's called your emergency is showing. Yes. I love it. Oh, yeah. Thank you, ladies. This was such a fun discussion. I loved it. Thank you for going down my rabbit hole. Of <laughs> I loved getting in your hole. <laughs> Thank you for the invitation. Thank you. It was tons of fun. Yes. All right. Yes. Okay, cool. And uh, have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening, nurses and hypochondriacs. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for listening to another episode of Nurses and Hypochondriacs. We would so appreciate you giving us a five-star rating. And don't forget to download the Nurse Backpack app. It's free. It's easy to use. It's great credential management. It's secure. It's safe. It gives you expiration date reminders, puts together a resume package for you, and you get the ability to send documents and your resume to anyone. Go ahead, download the app today. The link is at the end of the podcast notes. Also follow us at Nurses and Hypochondriacs on Facebook, Nurses and Hypocon on Twitter, and on Instagram, we're under Rogue Nurse Media. Till next time.